like if for something that I like really like, like let's say like loaf cats, I get really involved into it. Okay, that's true. You do have need to get a loaf cat when we were at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge back in February, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the DBC Pod. I'm Phil Schoen, aka the Max Rebo, or the Max Rebo IV on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, you can follow the DBC Pod on Twitter at PodDBC. Uh, not with me for this episode is Jason Dodge, but instead we have a very special guest, my 11-year-old daughter, Olivia. Hello. Uh, for those of you that are new to the this podcast, a reminder that the DBC podcast is where we scour the Disney internet communities to find out what you're talking about, and instead of hitting the reply button, we talk about it here. However, this is a special episode that we are going to react to the finale of the Clone Wars show that just came out on May the 4th, which was appropriate, on Disney+. Plus. So this ends uh, the, the newest seventh season that they added, but it really ends the entire series, and it led right into and even overlapped a little bit with the movie Episode 3. So I think what we're going to do is just kind of go through the whole final arc, which was the last four episodes leading up to the finale. Um, but before we get into that, Olivia, why don't you take just a few minutes to kind of say what kind of Star Wars fan you are? I really like Star Wars. It's fun. There's different like species in it. And it's just very intriguing. Okay. And do you think you're, would you call yourself like an Uber fan? Like you really get into like knowing all the different races and the backgrounds and stuff like that? Or do you kind of start to, to zone out a little bit when I get into the nitty gritty stuff? Sometimes I zone out, but like if for something that I'm like really like, like let's say like loaf cats, I get really involved into it. Okay. That's true. You do have, you need to get a loaf cat when we were at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge back in February, didn't you? Yes. Good. Okay. So. Let's get into it. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about the the show, and it did just come out uh, yesterday, May the 4th. We're recording this on uh, May the 5th. Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th, exactly. Um, so there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, um, maybe stop now, go watch it, and then come back. Um, so as I said, the, this covers the last four episodes as one big arc that were really about the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, these were positioned like a movie. It even started with like the Lucasfilm tag and everything like that. Um, and and that kind of makes sense that it sort of bookended the series because the, the series started with a movie, then it had all the individual seasons, and now it's kind of almost ending with a movie. Yeah, it's like hard to believe that it's actually ending. I know. It definitely left us, I think, wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> and we had recently finished watching all of Rebels, too, so we kind of feel like we had a lot, and now there's nothing. We have no more Star Wars to watch. <laughs> Um, so let, so as we start the uh, the what was the first episode of this four episode arc, it starts actually with um, Anakin and Obi Wan are being called to view a message from someone in Fulcrum uh, after an opening battle scene where uh, Anakin kind of comes to Obi Wan's rescue and guilt trips him. He does guilt trip him a little bit, I guess. He definitely uh, is, is showing his cocky side a little <laughs> bit, um, but um, saves kind of saves the day as as only Anakin can. And doesn't care about fire or firing people at him. Yes, the, uh, there was a lot of laser blasts going, and he just kind of casually dodges out of the way. Um, so it turns out that it was Ahsoka who was reaching out to them. So so Anakin hasn't seen Ahsoka in quite some time. She left the Jedi Order. Because they didn't trust her. Yeah, they didn't believe her that she uh, didn't, when she didn't do an assassination attempt. Um, 
And so what the reason Ahsoka is contacting them is, and she's there with, on behalf of herself and Lady Bo-Katan from the Mandalores, uh, to request support so that they have enough men manpower to siege Mandalore because they've been informed that Darth Maul is there um, and they want to capture him. And it's pretty significant when you think about it because back even before you know the movies really started, the Mandalorians and the Jedi were going after each other. And we find out we see things that they even have, you know, containers for keep being force users and stuff like that. So the, the Mandalores, for them to come to the Jedi for help is, is pretty significant. Um, and so while this happens, though, Obi-Wan and Anakin are called back to Coruscant um, as there's an attack there and they need to, they're called back to protect the Chancellor. So they can't go uh, to Mandalore instead. But however, Anakin is uh, able to convince Obi-Wan to promote Rex to commander, take some of the 501 battalion with Ahsoka back to Mandalore to help because they realize how important it is to, to capture them all. Um, at this time, you see the 501st or at least portions of them unveiling their new helmets that have Ahsoka's sort of coloring and pattern on yeah, them. Yeah, like her like diamond sort of, the yeah, white stripes the white and diamonds. She, or the white images that she has on her, on her face. Um, and Anakin also presents Ahsoka with, with lightsabers. Um, blue ones. Blue ones now. That's a whole big thing. Is why are they blue, not other colors? But all he says is that he made them better, maybe a bit better. When they probably weren't better. Well, we'll see. Um, in the end, though, it turns out to be a trap that Maul set for them. Um, he actually started an entire war on Mandalore just to lure Obi Wan there because he won. He assumed Obi Wan would bring Anakin with him. Uh, Darth Maul has had a vision of the role that Anakin is going to play. And that he is, understands him being groomed by Darth Sidious to be his new, new apprentice. Um, and there was a big, big exchange, I think, between Ahsoka and Maul. And Ahsoka doesn't believe him that, that Anakin could turn evil and that sort of thing. But um, so she says, your vision is flawed. But Maul very much believes in his vision. Ultimately, they are able to capture Maul. And, uh, kind of in one, one of the Force user boxes? Yeah, they, they, uh, Bo-Katan puts him in one of those Force user boxes. Right before that, though, it's kind of a pretty emotional scene as Maul is just screaming to kill him because he thinks that's better than having to experience what's going to happen in his vision. Um, after that, though, we see a hologram Jedi Council meeting, and it's really neat because this is literally a scene that happened in the movie, the uh, Revenge of the Sith, Episode 3. And then it's just like when that scene kind of ends in the movie, we see more of it now as Ahsoka comes to join the meeting and to talk to the Jedi Council. Uh, they thank her for capturing Maul, and she affirms that she did it as a citizen, not a Jedi. She says, not yet. Um, and then so she opts not to tell the Council what Maul had told her about Anakin. She wants to tell him herself. But we find out that she never gets the chance to tell that to him. Um, while they're on the Republic ship, they transport Maul back to Coruscant. Uh, Order 66 is executed. It's probably one of the more emotional, I think, parts of the, the story arc. Yeah, where, where the clones all go bad. Right, because they have a, they find out they have a chip implanted in them that forces them to, to kind of follow along with this order, which is to hunt down all of the, the Jedi and all of those who are against the Republic. Um, Rex, who's really close to Ahsoka, you can see him kind of fighting it. His hands are shaking and that sort of thing. His hands are shaking when he tries to shoot her. Too, yeah, he can't like steady his hands and he's able to get off uh, a little bit of a message where he's telling find fives, find out about fives, um, before he ultimately does succumb to this and starts shooting at her, but she's able to get away. Um, she then uh, frees Maul, which is interesting, and Maul thinks that he's come to her to kind of 
so that they could work together. And she's like, I'm not here to work with you. I just want you to cause chaos. And I don't really and care. And be a what distraction. Yeah, exactly. Be a distraction. Um, so that she can locate Rex. Um, this is after she did fa- find um, a message about what happened to Fives. Um, and Rex's sort of report on what he thinks happened and that knowing there's more to these inhibitor chips and that they can... After she gets some droids. Right. That's true. We do find... Uh, she does start using three three droids, which are... We always love droids, and they're always very uh, yes. very fun. And one of them was actually voiced by Dave Filoni, who was the uh, kind of architect of all of the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So we have a little, little nods there. <laughs> um, so she finds out from this report that it's not that the clones are bad it's that they're forced to act this way due to that inhibitor chip so she wants to find rex and and get rid of it um eventually she's able to do it um and using the force able to find it in his head um because it was kind of blocked from normal scans um and she's able to to get that out and really i guess return rex to normal right so now he's back to being her friend yeah as for shooting at ahsoka he gets up and shoots them right and you don't know who he's shooting at until you realize he did shoot the other clones to protect Ahsoka. Um, now, that's the first three arc, uh, episodes of this arc we get to it, and now we're up to the finale. And in it, we find Rex and Ahsoka are trying to evade the rest of the clones. And at this point, Maul, causing some chaos, uh, destroys the hyperspace engines. So it brings the ship kind of suddenly, it kind of damages the ship when it happens and, out of hyperspace. And then they become into the atmosphere of a moon, right? Yeah, so what happens is the they get pulled into pull. the gravitational pull of the moon, which really reminded me of in A New Hope, when the Millennium Falcon, you know, they take they go through hyperspace to get to where Alderaan is supposed to be. <laughs> and when they get there, they're not. And all of a sudden, they're pulled into what they think is the gravitational pull of a Space moon. Form. But then they find out that that's no moon, that's the Death Star, and they've been trapped in a tractor beam. So it's kind of similar to that, except this actually is a moon that they get trapped in. So knowing that the ship is going to crash, uh, Ahsoka and Rex have to find a way off the ship. They find that there's uh, a shuttle that they can get on to get out of the ship, but they find that all the, cl- the rest of the clones, led by Jesse, are there to stop them. Jesse, the one with, like, the... Yeah, has, like, the Republic symbol on, on his, his forehead yeah, and on his helmet. Now, Ahsoka tells Rex to put his guns on stun, as she can't kill them. Um, it's kind of a, She doesn't a want to. Yeah, Rex is even like, look, they're, they're going to do what they have to do. This is what they were trained to do, they're soldiers. And she says, yeah, but they're not um, They're not acting like themselves. They're being forced to do this, so she can't bring herself in. So I think it's a really example of, of the morality of Ahsoka has, how she almost acts like what the Jedi are supposed to act like, whereas they've been so caught up in politics and fighting She's this war. She's a citizen. She's a citizen who's kind of acting more like how a Jedi should act than the, maybe the Jedi had been acting. Um, so they try to pull a little stunt where she pretends to be captured by Rex, and Rex is bringing her to the rest of the clones. But Rex is telling Jesse, well, we don't have to kill her because the order was to kill the Jedi, and she's not a Jedi. She's right? a citizen. Right, so it's come back to important about that. I'm always a citizen. Um, and you can tell that Jesse's like kind of, contemplating it he's thinking about it so it's, it's a sign that they aren't just like you know robots uh they actually are still people um but ultimately though he says yeah but she's been specifically marked as an enemy of the republic and, and is to be terminated just like the jedi and that if rex is going to support her then he needs to be destroyed too now of course during this battle as they're going on and and fortunately uh rex is just stunning him while ahsoka tries to basically be a shield for him, um, Maul sneaks in and steals the shuttle they were going for, escapes into hyperspace, and that's sort of the end of what we see of him in this. We know he comes back. 
future other Star Wars things, but that's it for his role in the Clone Wars. Uh, Rex and Ahsoka eventually do find another ship that's capable of flight. Um, and there's a pretty intense scene there as they're trying to get out of this, the larger Republic transporter ship that's, that's breaking apart. Um, they get the ship out there. Ahsoka's falling through the air and kind of trying to use the force to get onto it. And Rex is trying to pick her up, but eventually he's able to, and they're able to safely land on the moon. Uh, the scene then cuts to a little bit later, and we can see Rex is returning to the ship they flew down away from the big uh, Republic cruiser, and he has a shovel with him and stuff. And you can, as it pans around, and it shows Ahsoka just by this huge line of uh, grave markers. That with clearly, with clones' helmets on them. Right, yeah, so it basically six. sticks with the helmets on top of them on top, next to each grave. Uh, so re clearly Rex just spent a whole bunch of time digging graves or for his brothers to, to be in. Um, it's pretty pretty somber scene. Um, at that point, we also see Ahsoka wearing a gray traveling cloak, which reminds me of a cloak she wears at the end of, of Rebels as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and she drops one of her lightsabers. Now, it's interesting that she had two lightsabers. Even they show her when she's falling down, she has the two of them clipped to her, and she they only show her dropping one. So I don't know what happened to the other one. Um, I guess that's something to ponder and theorize yeah. about. Maybe it's the one that um, Ezra got. Maybe. Um, and then drops away, um, and then she, she walks away and kind of leaves the scene. Now, then we get to the finale scene, which is kind of intense and probably the, the one that people are talking about the most. Which is after movie three. Uh, so, yeah, it's after movie three. You don't know exactly what time it is. They don't say. It might um, be somewhere around four or five. Well, it's not before four. It's sometime okay. after, yeah. after maybe three the end of three, but well before four. It's at least a few months later because we can tell um, on the planet now you see a whole bunch of stormtroopers. And snow. And snow and stuff. And you can see the snow's kind of taken over the Republic ship and stuff. So it's at least been a little while. And you can tell that these are the kind of classic Empire-looking stormtroopers. They, they look different snow than the clones. Also. And some st uh, snow troopers there too as well, absolutely. And then we see Darth Vader walking towards that Republic ship. Um, and we can tell he still has the the red eye shields, not the fully closed black ones that he gets later. So again, that's another sign that it's a little bit later, but not, you know, yeah. decades later. Um, and he stops and he, he can pick up that lightsaber that Ahsoka had left. And it's, you know, showing some, some wear. And uh, he holds it and he holds it with both hands and turns it on. He does turn it on. Yeah. And, and there's, a, you know, obviously it's, there's a feeling or a theory in Star Wars that um, some of the essence of a of a force user stays in the lightsaber. So he might've been able to sense Ahsoka in it. And also probably just a lot of emotions because it wasn't that long ago that he, as Anakin presented this lightsaber to Ahsoka and now he's found finding it abandoned and knowing what he's he also become. also found one of the then. helmets, right? Yeah, so then it's uh, he sees one of the helmets that has the uh, Ahsoka's markings on it. And uh, and you see the his image kind of, of, of reflected in it. Um, one other kind of interesting thing about this, though, is there's a bird flying overhead, um, which is appears to be the Morai, which is a figure, almost looks a little like an owl. It's like a bird that seems to be um, almost like Ahsoka's mascot. She comes uh, come back again in Rebels. You see her again. With the same bird. Yeah, the same bird in the... the the episode with the portals when they go between the worlds and and, and okay this we're talking about clone wars i know just saying <laughs> where this entity and and ahsoka mentions that she owes her life to this this owl this morai um and also it's a reference to the mortis arc that happened in clone wars 
and represents some of the essence from the daughter. There was the father, the son, and the daughter. And the daughter oh, yeah, represents the light side. So clearly there's this figure that represents the light above Vader, kind of observing him. And he's down below, kind of almost like... In the dark. In the dark, or like in hell, and that sort of thing. So it's kind of a little spiritual. A little, yeah, exactly. And, and just can tell that he's not with the light anymore. And I think, um, you know, one of the big scenes that you see, though, is that as he Vader turns away to walk away and you see his reflection in that Clone Wars or Clone Helmet. And as he, you can tell, he's walking away. So he's walking away from what ha- what his past life was, right? This symbol of the clones and Ahsoka and all that. He's walking did he away drop the lightsaber or just or he, did he, he brought it with him? Yeah, he, he brought it with him. him. Um, and really, you know, that represented it, represented his former Padawan, his friend, and kind of the light, the pure light. Um, and it's clearly he's he's walking away from that and ending it. And thus ends the Clone Wars. So overall, what did you think? How did you like the story arc? And I guess, how did the finale hit you overall? I really liked it, even though some parts were a bit confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, what is going on with the clones? How's it, how it's working? Yeah. And then the end was a bit underwhelming was for it? me. Like I know it was like a bunch of things happening and stuff, but still, I thought there was going to be like a huge battle scene or something. Yeah, it didn't quite end in that battle. It ended more on that somber note. It almost reminded me, I guess, sort of the end of Empire, which ends a little bit on a down note. Yeah. Because, you know, and this is where we are in the larger Star Wars storyline, right? And episode three just happened. The Empire's taking control. It's a down moment for the universe. Um, but we know Ahsoka's out there. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be more of a future for her. And hopefully we'll see her in more things. Cough, cough. <laughs> and uh, I guess maybe we'll see if uh, they do any more animated shows for the, for Star Wars. You know, it seems right now for Disney Plus, they're going more towards the live action. Yeah. Cough, cough. Yeah, we know that uh, season two of The Mandalorian will be coming on soon, and there are rumors that Ahsoka will be in it. And then that'll be a whole spinoff. Potentially a spinoff to having her own live-action series. So instead of in another cartoon, or animated series, I should say, uh, we might see Ahsoka next in live-action, which is pretty exciting. Um, we'll see where I haven't goes. actually seen her in live-action. She's never in been in live-action before. Oh, she hasn't? No. So that's why it's exciting. Wow. So I guess with that, I mean, I, I, I kind of echo Olivia's thoughts. I thought it was an amazing storyline. These last four episodes were pretty incredible, um, really paid off you know, all seven years of watching The Clone Wars. And I really loved seven how Seven seasons. Seven seasons, yeah. How it um, interspliced with episode three. I thought that was really neat. Whenever you get to see kind of the same story, but from a different point of view, I think it's really interesting. And I think uh, fans were rewarded, I think, for this. So yeah. Really looking for it. Also left me wanting more. I think that's kind yeah. of where Olivia's feeling too. We need like an in between Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah. So some people are speculating what they'd like to see, and maybe now it picks up with Vader and it follows Vader those years right after Episode Three. And really, you know, there's been comic books about that, but not like a real. Yeah, kind of I'm not really into like comic books, really. Yeah. But I would love like shows about it. Yeah. So we'll see, but there's definitely more Star Wars content coming to Disney Plus. Um, we know there's an Obi-Wan series coming and a Cassian Ant series coming who is in uh, Rogue One. I think One, just during so. this quarantine, everyone's like, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When we're all trapped at home, we just want more things. So it was nice that they've uh, released some newer stuff, including Rise of Skywalker, which is now out on Disney+, Plus, which we you know, we saw in the theaters, but we haven't watched it yet again. So maybe that's all we can do today. We'll see. All right. Well, I think with that, uh, definitely, as I mentioned, you know, look for the, the – 
DBC Pod on Twitter. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, rate the podcast. You can find it wherever you find your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. And, and if you like it, tell your friends to follow along and definitely comment on there or comment on Twitter if you have any thoughts or anything like that. We'd like to engage or, people or in any, a conversation. Or any things about like if if you have any ideas of like what could happen with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, where do you think it's going to go or what will what, what, be the next thing kind of covered in the next series? With that, we hope everyone has a great day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. This is a bonus to the bonus episode, as my eight-year-old son, Peter, was feeling a little left out and wanted to be in the podcast as well. So, Peter, how are you doing today? Good. Okay. Now, why did you want to be on the podcast? What did you want to say? Um, Because I like Star Wars. What do you like about Star Wars so much? Um... Because it has a lot of fighting in it. You like fighting? Yeah. And the pew pew? Pew pew pew! Okay. So what do you think about the Clone Wars, though? The, the cartoon that we watched, that we just watched the end of it? Did you like that part with Ahsoka and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So you said you wanted to tell us what your favorite character in Star Wars is. What is it? Luke. Luke is your favorite character? Why do you like Luke so much? Because um, when he was older in the latest movie... um. He, like, did, he, like, was the one who got shot, and he was fine, and and I was amazed by that, and then I saw him, and I was surprised, so that's why I like it. Okay, because he was so powerful in the Mm -hmm. force, he could force project himself there, and it was really cool that you thought he got shot, but he was like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. All right, anything else you want to tell the audience? Nah. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Bonus to the Bonus episode. Have a good day. Bye.